Hello and welcome to the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Elsia Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and Instagram. The Jesus Witch Podcast is a show dedicated to opening the conversation about including Jesus in witchery practices. The goal of this podcast is to not be evangelical. The goal is to spread the love, light, truth, acceptance, and oneness that is Jesus Christ himself. Here at the Jesus Witch Podcast, we believe all people are loved by God and all people are loved by Jesus. We believe in community and the power of fellowship. We believe in giving whatever you reasonably can to help your neighbor who's in need. And above all, we believe in the power of creating a relationship with Jesus that is authentic and unique to you. Join me for new episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast every single Monday and be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. So this week, I am super excited because this week on the podcast, I have with me my friend Shea, and she knows a lot about reincarnation. So Shea, would you like to introduce yourself, what you do, all the things? I am so excited to be on your podcast, first of all, and this is going to be such a good conversation. But I mean, starting out with reincarnation, it's just the belief that we live many lifetimes. So we get to do this multiple times. It's not one shot and we're done. And I know that Lena and I have plans to dig into like the science and the biblical evidence of this. Um, But it's just the belief that we are born and die many, many times. Yeah. So that's like literally like the gist of it. Um, But how did you get into believing in reincarnation? What was that journey like for you? So my whole, uh, my whole awakening and like all of this all kind of goes together. But the first thing that happened was my mom died suddenly when I was 26 and we were not given any evidence of what caused her death. Like her cause of death makes no sense. So because I didn't have anything tangible of the physical world to like look to for closure, um, I really started looking at like, well, what happens when we die? And my dad works at the space center Uh, Very scientific family. I was grown up, (laughs) I was raised to look for science and to look for evidence in things. And so I started with um, the the law, the physics law, the energy cannot be created nor destroyed. Mm -hmm. And if I'm energy and I have energy and I use energy, where does that energy go? Because it's not destroyed with the physical body. So then where does it go? And that led me straight to Dr. Michael Newton's work Um, and most of his work. I know Journey of Souls is like my favorite book, but most of his work um, is really around the idea of what happens in between lives. So once I believed that we were energy and that energy is not destroyed, it just relocates to a new place. Um, That is definitely where I was like, okay, how do I know more? about where our energy goes and then what does it do next? And I landed right into reincarnation and soul contracts and all that good stuff. That's so cool. So I, from what I understand from you, you don't do like past life regression. So you don't bring people like physically in their past lives, but you do connect with the Akashic records. What is that? Correct. (laughs) So there's two different ways to discover past life information. Um, And really I'm sure there's more ways, but regression is one and regression can be done independently on your own or with a hypnotist, a certified hypnotist, right? So you're going to do a regression. Um, It's a deep meditative state where you will go to the Akashic records yourself and find the information. What I do as a past life reader is I go to the Akashic records for you and I bring the information back. Um, But I tell everybody that I read for is it has to resonate for you. It has to feel like a remembering. Like if this is a campfire story, then I'm not connected to you. And that is not, that is not your past life, right? So 
with every past life information, everyone who is getting valid information is going to be like, this makes sense. This is why I am the way I am in this life. This is why I tick the way I tick. This is, you'll see so many resemblances because we will often repeat lessons or patterns or people. Um, There's a lot of repetitiveness. And so it's more of a remembering than like a learning, if that makes sense. And then you asked, you asked how I got into the readings and what the Akashic records was. I, um, I was very curious along my spiritual path of like, where do we go? And I found a past life reader and I was struggling with hypnotism. I'm a control freak to loosen up enough to let someone regress me into a deep meditative state. It was just impossible at the time. So there was no regression happening for me. Um, And I found a past life reader and I was like, wow, like it still works. Like, I still felt it. I still had an experience, even though she was bringing the information to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense to somebody who's never had a past life reading, <laughs> but I had like a whole experience where it was almost like I was also watching my life where I was also experiencing as she was giving it to me. So from there, I couldn't be stopped and I had to learn <laughs> how do I do this or how do I do more of this for myself? I never intended to do it for anyone else. Mm-hmm. And, um, the first place that I went to is first that girl mentored me. Um, she doesn't do it anymore. I feel like I was so lucky. She gave me everything and then bowed out into a different kind of life. Oh, wow. um, yeah. And then well, the first thing I learned is where does this information come from? And Akashic records is just an energetic space. And I like to use analogies because the spirit world is intangible. Um, but it's just the equivalent of if there was a library of the spirit world and all the information from past, present, and predicted future because it can change but like the past and present all the information is there and so that is a place where our intuitive downloads come from that is the place where we can get information and answers that's so cool so have you have you ever actually like done a regression yourself or have you just done readings for yourself i have never been regressed and i have never done a regression for somebody Mm -hmm. i We'll go into deep meditative states for myself, but not for past life information. For me, it's more of like clearing my energy, grounding, like yeah. resetting of this plane, if that makes sense. Yeah, I was just curious for my own, because that's like like one of my bucket list things is past life regression and life between life regression for myself. <laughs> like, do, I- it, do it. I don't know why I struggle. So I actually did, this is kind of a side note, but I did some hypnotherapy um, obviously I'm pregnant now and I no longer vape, but I was addicted to nicotine so bad. Mm-hmm. And I had tried to do hip, hypnotherapy for that. I couldn't let go enough. It's almost like there's a pressure when I'm expecting something. So if I go into hypnotherapy expecting for results from my addiction or expecting information from a past life, I don't fully let go. Mm-hmm. But if I go into a deep meditative state just for the cause of being, I'm good. But anytime I put an expectation for an outcome, I mess it all up. I don't know why. <laughs> it's, it's, it's also like a sense of control because you're really having to get to that like super subconscious, which could sometimes be a, a scary place. So if your soul hasn't allowed you to do it, then there's probably a reason for it at this point. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But um, no, that, that's all so super interesting. But as you said before, there's scientific evidence of reincarnation. Like what scientific evidence? 
And now a quick break from this week's episode to talk about a few ways you can help support the show. If you're really loving the Jesus Witch podcast and want more content and more resources to help you in your own Jesus Witchery practice, the Jesus Witch podcast now has a Patreon. There are four different tiers of our Patreon. The first one is the Fool, where you get ad-free and early episodes of the Jesus Witch podcast. The second one is the Magician, where you get everything that you got in the Fool, as well as grimoire pages for your spell book with Jesus Witch-specific spells. You'll also get grimoire pages pages of the major arcana tarot cards and how they connect back to Christianity and the Bible. At least two different tarot spreads per month that you could try with your cards. And a personalized three card reading from me every single month. The next tier up is the Hierophant, and in that tier you get everything from both the Fool and the Magician tiers, as well as monthly spellcasting zooms and happy mail from me. The fourth and final tier is the High Priestess tier, and with the High Priestess tier you get everything from the Fool, Magician, and Hierophant tiers as well as a 20 minute one-on-one call with me every single month over Zoom to discuss your practice and the ways that you can grow your faith as a Jesus witch. If you wanna become a patron, click the link in the show notes page. The next way you could support the show is by shopping at the Sun and Moon Oily Co, which is my Etsy shop. Over on the Sun and Moon Oily Co, you can grab astrology readings with me, tarot readings with me, and my Bible-based body oil spells. There are so many different types of spells on my shop and each and every one of them are based off of a different Bible verse. And these spells are pre-charged by me and I put all of my good intentions and all of my energy into them. To shop the Sun and Moon Oily Co, click the link in the show notes page. Essential oils are a vital tool in my practice and when it comes to oils, I only trust Young Living Essential Oils because of their seed to seal promise. This promise ensures to me that I am getting the highest quality essential oils. Plants that become Young Living Essential Oils never have had pesticides on them. The oils themselves only contain plant material. No alcoholic solvents or artificial fragrances or fillers are added to these essential oils. If you're interested in learning more about Young Living and my favorite oils, click the link in my show notes page. Or if you're interested in grabbing some oils but not sure which ones would fit you, book a 15-minute consultation with me and let's talk all about your needs and oils that would help suit them. The link to book a consultation or to grab oils with me can be found in the show notes page. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast, and now let's get back to the show. Uh, okay, so my journey, I'm going to take you linear through my journey of finding the evidence. I don't know what order the evidence happened in real life, but um, I found Dr. Michael Newton first, which he wrote the book Journey of Souls, and that is where I started. Um, and that book, I don't want to misquote data, but he regressed thousands and thousands of people, and he kept a log of each of the cases. And what he was trying to discover is how many um how many similarities were occurring? What were the things that people were talking about? And what he was looking for was information in between lives. And so from these case studies, um, he would say, you know, these 2000 people had the same, and I'm I'm making up numbers, but these certain number of people had the same um, instance of what it was like to die. So this is the example I'm going to use because there was like, you know, hundreds of other people that had the exact same description of dying and birth and what body we choose and how we choose our parents. And he goes through every single piece of um, how we mold and shape this life before we come here. So that is where I started. That was not scientific enough for me, <laughs> just because there's the, this element of that, right? Where it's like, these people are in a meditative state. What if they're being influenced by the kinds of questions he's asking? What if they're answering in a certain way? So that was not enough for me. (laughs) I was like, I am kind of on board, but I need something that is like going to for sure be something I can stand on without a shadow of a doubt. And that is where I found Ian Stevenson. 
And he worked through a university and had all these grants and funding. And I believe I could be wrong, but I believe he was intended to disprove. Yeah. (laughs) He was intended to disprove that past lives exist. And he actually ended up doing the opposite. So all of his studies, um, I found to be easier for me to sit with because what he did is he talked to these small children between the ages of three to six when is when their memories come back from past lives and they would tell him who they were where they lived like they would give him as many details as possible and he would go find the actual person who lived and died and sometimes the and like you can't talk to the actual person so he would like find the families and he would validate the information and the the cases that he presented were only in children that they could actually prove that there was a real human being that they were talking about. Mm -hmm. So he had thousands and thousands of children who actually told him about real people. And he was able to go find those real people's family members, validate all the information that was said. And um, that's where his his study wasn't truly about that. It got into more like, why do children remember their deaths? Which usually it was traumatic deaths. Like 90% of them were traumatic deaths and stuff like that. But that is where I was like, okay, that is science that I can geek out about. Like, I can stand on that one. <laughs> yeah, and the only reason that they haven't done, like, an actual full-on study on this is because you can't, like, create it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't force it, and there's no way to, like, lab, like, put a, you know, put a person in a lab, make them die, and then reincarnate. That's not how, <laughs> how it works, unfortunately. Exactly. Um, Maybe if somebody was really in tune in their old age, <laughs> they can have like a soul contract where they'll come back and like tell the scientists, but that'll take like decades, you know? Decades. And then there would only be one person and we need thousands of those to prove that it's real. So <laughs> it's something you can't, you can't recreate. So it's like with people like Ian Stevenson get so close to having it scientific that it's just like. That was enough for me. Like if you, you can't convince me that some four-year-old, think about this logically, four-year-olds. I have a three and a half-year-old, right? So like the stuff he says, like, like it's all learned or like, you know, like it's, he's almost like a parrot. It's like, he's heard things before. He'll come up with stuff, but it doesn't make sense fully. Do you know what I'm saying? So then if, if you're getting enough information from a child about who they were and where they lived and what their family was like and how you died and all of these things coming from like a three to a six year old, and then you can go find where that existed. Like that's undeniable to me. No, that's, it's like absolutely crazy that that happens. You know what I'm saying? That kids like, remember it. Like my, my son, you know, told me like, Oh, you weren't my mom. You weren't supposed to be my mom. You know, he was supposed to be my mom. Like when he was, <laughs> like, now he has no recollection of saying that he just turned right. six, but you know, basically I like, came and went, uh, I'm trying to pull it out of my young one now. Like, <laughs> you can't pull it though. It won't happen. You have to let it go. If you pull it out, you're not going to get anything. <laughs> It is an eighth house Gemini moon. If he doesn't do something, I've said it once. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> you know, I, I did ask him the other day. I said, "Do you remember when you were in mommy's belly?" He goes, "Yeah, I was in there." I'm like, "Okay, cool. We're starting to get somewhere." <laughs> You're like, I, "I'd be like, okay, and then what?" Like, and then he just started. To, he like, I did. I said, "So what happened?" He just goes, I, "And that's and that, and, and I'm like, oh, "Okay, we're just going off into." Yeah you know, whatever, but eventually I think he'll get there. Um, 
one the, the thing that like so i i firmly believe in reincarnation i didn't know why i believed in reincarnation for the longest time like i would actually say this year is probably or like 2021 because i thought it was 2021 for a second but <laughs> <laughs> like the past year was probably the the um time that i collected the most like evidence on it i grew up like saying to my so i said this to you before i grew up roman catholic like I, you know, grew up with the whole heaven and hell rhetoric, but as a four or five year old, I was like, yeah, mom, I was your mom, like in my life before this. And I just came back because I wanted to be with you, like kind of thing. Um, so I'm pretty convinced that I was my grandmother who like died a long time before I was born, you know, in my previous life. Um, so I just grew up believing this and this was not something that I could put to biblically, until more so like recently and um let's big, nerd out what what does the bible say <laughs> so i have i have notes i had to write okay. it. <laughs> oh my gosh i love it let's do this <laughs> so the biggest like the biggest piece and quite honestly the only be the uh, piece in the canonical bible that is today um is elijah the prophet who was around during like second kings um like real Old Testament times, he him becoming John the Baptist. That is like the biggest piece of evidence. However, I recently learned that Gnostic Christians and Kabbalist Jews, so mystical Jews, they also believe in reincarnation. And that is like, okay, so... That is so interesting. Yeah. When I figured that out, when I was like, okay, so there's a Jewish tradition that believes in reincarnation. I'm not that far off. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that was it for me. Um, Wait, so back it up. Elijah reincarnated as John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. So he's prophet. Um, So Elijah, firstly, one thing that's really interesting to note about Elijah is he never died. He was one of the few people in the Bible who never, like Enoch literally like took a breath or he was so close to God in Genesis that one day he was walking on earth and the next day he was walking on heaven in heaven. Like he he was so spiritual that he was just able to like flow, right? So Elijah was the same in Second Kings two one. Um, him and his son Elisha with an S. So Elijah is the one we're talking about with the J. <laughs> so Elisha, him and him, um, were walking together, and it says as they were walking. Um, along and talking suddenly a chariot of fire appeared drawn by horses of fire it drove between the two the two men separating them and elijah was carried by a whirl a whirlwind into heaven so he never firstly firstly like this is very interesting um he never died so that's like one thing that's just very unique about like this. it's my brain going though like what happened to the body i'm so confused yeah. <laughs> How? What did the, that was literally, so with Enoch, that was my question too, is like, what happened to the body? Did it just yeah. like dissipate into soul world? Like, <laughs> that, that is just weird to wrap your head I around. Mean, but, that's such a human thing for us to ask though, like what happened to the body? Like that's such an earth thing, like well, we're souls. About that. We're like Elijah, souls. after that <laughs> happened, he was like, what just happened? My dad's gone. And he like, <laughs> out of mourning and you know, he had a whole moment. Um, but Later on in Malachi, and uh, Malachi is pretty far back in the Bible. He's considered one of the minor prophets, I believe. He's still in the Old Testament. It, uh, so Malachi 3.1, there's two specific parts of Malachi that we're going to be looking at. But um, look, I'm sending my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. Then the Lord 
um, you are seeking will suddenly come to his temple. Then the messenger of the covenant whom you are looking for so eagerly is surely coming, says the Lord of the heaven's army. So that's the first, you know, bit where God's like basically telling them like, hey, there's going to be something. And this is like essentially the verse in Isaiah um, is the same thing that it, it says that he's going to prepare. There's going to be a messenger sent to prepare the way for the new, like the new covenant. Um yeah. And like anybody who's interested, if you read the book of Isaiah and then read the Gospels, you cannot tell me that the book of Isaiah is not the Gospels, but in the Old Testament. Like, oh, wait, stop. I love it. <laughs> it's, the same, there's, there's, it's the same thing. Um, so the Malachi 4, 5, and 6, it says, look, I'm sending you the prophet Elijah. So he clarifies who is being sent. Um before the great dreadful day of the Lord arriving, his preaching will turn the hearts to the, of the fathers of their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. Okay, so that's like the end of it. But it's basically saying, like, again, what's, what's highlighted in Isaiah, too, is just that somebody's going to come, and here he says it's Elijah. So that's interesting, right? Yeah. So then, you know, the the... The Christmas story, we were going all the way up to Luke, Luke 1. Um, and this is how the archangel Gabriel describes John the Baptist before he's born. This is Luke 1, 17. Um, it says, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before them in the spirit and power of Elijah. to turn Stop. <laughs> Stop, I can't. <laughs> To turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient uh, uh, to the wisdom of the just to make them ready for the Lord um, of people, like basically being like they're going to be prepared for Jesus, right? So then somebody asks um, John the Baptist at one point, like, are you Elijah? And he says no. So that's one thing to note. He, He like literally says no, but how many of us can remember our past lives? So I don't have any clients and this is just personal experience right but i don't have any clients that can come in and be like i was this person i lived in this location and i did these things yeah right there may be glimpses or ideas of there may be small remembrances but i i personally have never had anyone come to me and be like i know who i was like i'm probably confirmed Right, I know who I was. Like, I know I was my grandmother. I need to book a reading with you so I can confirm. (laughs) Let's do it. Um, But so, but then Jesus comes in in Matthew eleven fourteen, and this is how Jesus describes John the Baptist. And if you are willing to accept what I say, he is Elijah. So he's talking about John the Baptist. He is Elijah. And the one the prophet said would come. Anyone with hearers should listen and understand. So I find this one, this one to be very interesting. Because at the end, Jesus says, anyone with ears to hear, listen and understand. Like, he's, like, clearly telling you he was Elijah, right? Like, this is the spirit of Elijah. And those who can, under like, really understand will understand. But the majority of the church doesn't so, understand. So how many years were between this, estimately? I know you probably don't know off the top of your head. Yeah. Like an educated guess, like a lot of years? Probably like 600 or so. Well, the, I think that the last book, which was Micah, right? The last book of the Old Testament's Micah, and that was written 300 years before Jesus even comes on the scene. So a minimum of 300 years. So like, yeah. I have people like you that are like, I know I was my grandma, right? Somebody that is like very close in lineage, mm-hmm. that can feel that more. 
But 300 plus years pointing to a specific person, like John the Baptist never could have answered that correctly because we are born with a veil that we don't have all the answers, right? So like that to me is not a discredit of all of the other things that you just read. And there's one more that like really- Oh no, tell me. (laughs) my favorite. Um, So then in Matthew, this is a conversation between the disciples and Jesus. It's Matthew 17, 10 through 13. Then his disciples asked him, why do the teachers of the religious law insist that Elijah must return before the Messiah comes? Right. So they're asking like, where is, where's Elijah? Like, cause they expect Elijah because since Elijah never died, this is like a big part of it in Jewish tradition. They expect Elijah to come back in the literal flesh of Elijah. But like, I don't, I think he, yeah, but technically he did on the transfiguration, right. Where Moses and Elijah both met um, Jesus on Mount Sinai so mm-hmm. technically, I think I believe it's Mount Sinai. If I'm wrong, please don't come at me. Um, mm-hmm. But they, you know, it, technically he did come in his full flesh, right? But they they thought it was literally going to be like Elijah walking out of the sky and preparing the hearts. So this yeah, is yeah. But does anything really go the way we think as humans? It's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> but <laughs> Jesus was killed because he said yeah. this. <laughs> um, exactly. So. Anyway, Jesus replied, Elijah is indeed coming first to get everything ready. But I tell you, Elijah has already come, but he wasn't recognized and they chose to abuse him. And in the same way, they will also make the son of man suffer. And this was like after John the Baptist, he was, he was beheaded and like his head was put on a silver platter because of this girl asked uh, the king to do it kind of thing, you know ladies i did not know that story <laughs> i'm like in shock <laughs> so he was he was basically a religious martyr as well he was killed for the message that he was saying um but then after that the then the disciples realized that the man he was talking about was john the baptist like they they put it two and two together um but that's like real that's like the evidence here you can google it and there's a lot of like christian sources that will discredit it um because they say like the, the one, the big thing that actually discredits it, which if you know anything about like souls and how energy works, it's kind of funny, is uh, they use the transfiguration where Elijah's body came on the mount to talk to Jesus being like, he was there. He couldn't have, you know, but firstly, Eli- John the Baptist, I believe, had died before that happened. And second of all, like, it's, he wasn't like literally a body there. He was like right. a spirit and it was a vision and. Like, I don't know. That's a really weak argument. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I could just nerd out about this stuff all day because there is so much evidence that like, so me coming from a point of like scientific, like if there was not enough evidence, like I wouldn't be doing what I do today. Like I have to fully believe 100% like all in, but there's definitely enough evidence out there. I'm sure that I could find to discredit the scientific workings of Ian Stevenson and Dr. Michael Noon, right? Like, I'm sure there is something out there. So what you're looking for, you're going to find. But the difference for me is like, it resonates. Like, I feel this to my core. Like, I have had past life readings where I'm like, I know that that happened and that was real. And like, I have energetic proof in this life of Mm -hmm. things that were connected to those things that have happened, right? So like, I don't know how to explain that without giving a story. But like, energy will give like an energy memory right and so our energy memory can program our subconscious to like 
I'm afraid that I'm going to get hurt again like I did in that last life. So I'm going to choose to do these actions because those actions keep me safe. But in this life, if there's not a real threat, it's usually holding you back. It's mm-hmm. usually not helping you, right? So like, there's like energy imprints and memories. Yeah. But you're going to find evidence. Like if people want to discredit that and Google it, you know, they're going to find evidence to discredit it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do have, I, in the show notes page, I'm going to put two um, links that don't discredit it. And they're actually like, there's one that's a whole, um, it's a whole paper that this person in the UK wrote about this. And then another is actually like a seminary website where they don't like prove it but they're also like eh, you know you can't say it didn't happen <laughs> like yeah. I, which is really interesting and the more i post about this on like christian witch tiktok i have like people who are like yeah i learned about this in seminary it kind of blew my mind and i'm like wait <laughs> teaching this but they tell us a different story oh <laughs> that makes sense that's actually kind of cool <laughs> i had no idea really interesting um, so you say you do past life readings, like, how does that work for you? Do you use like tarot cards, Oracle cards, just like meditate? Like what is <laughs> the whole process? <laughs> um, it's just like any other craft or any other work. Like, I know you do astro dice and like astrology. Like I get myself in the right energetic space. First of all, I have to like, I have to be really good myself. Like there have been days if I'm sick, like you can probably hear it in my throat. I've had like a cold. I rescheduled some people this week because I have to be in a very high vibrational space Mm -hmm. in order to bring good information through. And like, there's a lot of times where I can bring enough information through where we can almost pinpoint who they were. Like I have a girl right now going on a whole genealogy run to see if we, if she is the person that I brought through for a reading. But anyways, that's a whole side side story. But I have to be in a good energetic space. So I have like my personal meditations, my little rituals that I do outside of like my actual clients. Um, But as far as the process, I do use cards, but it's like 90% clairvoyancy. So I actually see what happens. The card just triggers for me. Like, are we playing hockey or are we playing soccer? Like the, the card just gets me like the card may say, some of the cards will say 1900 and I'll see 1812 specifically, right? It gets me in the ballpark and I'll clairvoyantly see the actual details. If that oh, makes sense. Cool. No, it's makes- really hard to describe. <laughs> no, that makes a lot of sense because I do, I, I do a lot of tarot readings and like, I'll lay the cards out and sometimes they'll come out in like completely different orders. Then I'm like, okay, I've got to put this one here and this one there. And you know exactly where to put them too. Yeah. And then if I like, if I like look at the screen, like if I do, if I'm doing it on TikTok live and somebody's liking a lot or like I'm getting a lot of comments at the same time, I like use it for a minute and it's like, wait, I gotta go back and you gotta channel it, you know? Um, Not that the likes aren't great. Keep liking the page. Keep liking it. Keep commenting. (laughs) I gotta learn how to it's a me problem, not a you. (laughs) It is a little tough sometimes because I will see very graphically a lot of traumas. Yeah. So I only take a certain number of clients per week um, because I'm assuming that every client is going to book past life, which is not true at all. Right. But there's only a certain number of past life readings that I can energetically handle in a week. Most people don't have extremely traumatic lives, but I will see the deaths. I will see the traumas. I will sometimes see like physical abuse and stuff like stuff that gets a little like heinous, but Besides that, um, there's so much good information that comes through, but just seeing can sometimes be hard. Do you ever get like people that come for a past life reading expecting to get like a really traumatic life and then they like get this like really happy go lucky, like you got it champ kind of <laughs> lifetime? 
I love that you asked that question because usually when a client comes in with expectations, like it's funny because the spirit will always give them something completely different than what their expectation was. It's almost like if you come in with an expectation, you're like not going to get that. Like you're almost setting yourself up to fail, if that makes sense. Um, but I ask, like, I have my own prayers and intentions that I set before every reading specifically for every client. But one of the staples that is for like the, the intention is the same for every person is that I get the most influential or impactful life to their current life. Mm -hmm. So I'm not asking for information for the sake of information. I'm asking for information that will make, like, let's say I was reading you, Lena, I'd say I need the most influential and impactful information so that Lena can be at her highest vibration so she can touch the most souls possible, right? So like I'm setting it up for each person individually, um, whether they need healing or whether they need to just be a brighter light or they need to um, understand the past so they can stop holding themselves back. Whatever the case is, I set it up. Um, But that being said, you can come back to me six months later and you'll be in a completely different space in your life. And I'm going to ask for what's impacting you then, right? So every time you come, we're getting information that is useful for now not just like campfire stories. You know what I mean? Well, that makes sense. And I mean, like, you know, I, we go through different seasons of life to learn different lessons. And like, obviously those are going to be impacted by different lights. Like I could almost guarantee, like if you read me right now, I, my grandmother would not come through. But if you read me, you know, a couple, maybe two, three years ago when I was really in the role of like taking care of my mom, then she probably would have come through. Exactly. Because it's what do you need right now? What information will leave you better than I found you? Well, that makes a lot of sense. And you already know about your grandma, so you don't need that information. So that's where people are like, I need validation. And like, when I'm already in that energetic space and channeling, if you're like, I need to know, was I my grandmother? I will ask. And I will sometimes get some vivid flashbacks that I could give you some like, you know, I... I don't know your example. I'm just saying like in other people's, I was like, I see the pearl necklace that's been handed down through your family for years. I mm-hmm. see a, a China cabinet that's made of wood and you and your mother refurnished it together. Like I'll be able to give specific pieces of evidence, if that makes sense with that one piece of validation. Yeah. So if someone is like, I know I was this person, can you validate? I will. But that doesn't mean you'll get a whole life information of that person. That makes sense. I mean, like what you said, that makes sense too. Like if you remember it, what's the, what's the point? Yeah, you already know. (laughs) For like people who are looking to like connect with their past lives, like right now, what can they, well, one first thing that they can do is follow your TikTok. So what's your TikTok? Shea Grillo, but Shea is S-H-E-A-Y-A. Yeah. G-R-I-L-L-O. I will leave in the, <laughs> the show notes page as well. And to your website, that's, I'm assuming that's the link in your TikTok bio. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, cool. So I'll leave both of those there so people can contact you. So that's step one. But yeah. <laughs> what's like, so if they're like right now, like at home, what can they? If you want to do it right now, like I'm not available right now. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to do it right now, go to YouTube and there's actually past life regressions on YouTube. So like you can regress yourself, right? You don't have to spend any money. You can regress yourself. Um, so like there's a lot of resources on YouTube. If you want a regression, because I don't do those and you're looking for a regressionist, the Dr. Michael Newton Institute mm-hmm. um, should have people that they have certified listed. So I, if I was going to choose a regressionist, I would choose someone from the Dr. Michael Institute. Maybe that's just my scientific background. If you are a Jesus witch, you might want to find a regressionist that's a Christian, right? Like it's important for you to find like the person who's a right fit for you. Yeah. So like 
go that go that route and then obviously if you want to book a reading book a reading with me yeah now i did the um what's his name brian west regression what's his last name weiss it's w-e-i-s-s right but it's weiss i think yeah okay yeah Pronounce it so wrong. I did <laughs> regression, and I like. I've always been so. I'm Middle Eastern in like the side. We come. My my family literally comes from Bethlehem, where Jesus was born. Um, <laughs> so I mean, it doesn't make sense. I don't know Jesus much. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it does. But, that makes um, so much sense. It's all coming together. <laughs> uh, I did a did a regression like with his video, and it's like the only the only time because I've done it a couple times, and. It's for, for the most part, I, I feel itchy a lot during them, which is, like, really interesting because I have, like, chronic allergies in this life. So I'm like, wow, there's something with, like, being itchy. You didn't get information on that? What? The, well, you um, didn't get information during the regression for that? Nope. I just felt itchy, and I saw a man with a beard, and I just felt really itchy. And that's it. That's not enough information. I need I to know more. <laughs> I was like, really? Okay. But like the one that stood out to me, I did uh, one time I was walking on a dirt path and I was looking at my feet and it was like bushes, like kind of like around, like almost like tumbleweeds. Uh-huh. And like, I could see like a ladybug walking out all over my foot. And I just got this feeling of being like in the Middle East and it's going to sound crazy, but in biblical times, like I like felt like I was there. And then like, I came back out of the regression and I go to my kitchen and there are like three ladybugs. And I'm like, Oh, Okay. That's weird. Just like the amount of clients that I have had, like I've been doing this since 2018, 2018, um, not paid. Right. So like, like I did a lot of practice readings unpaid before I went professional, but just the, the amount of readings I've done, you cannot convince me that you haven't lived a life of biblical times for you to be this passionate about the work you're doing. There is not a chance that you didn't experience it because the way you talk about it, I can feel it from you that you have experienced and lived this. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're not the first person who said that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't have proof and I'm not tapped in, but like you can't convince me. Like I'd be willing to put money on that one. (laughs) No, I'd be willing to put, and again, like you're not the first person. And I've had people who don't even believe in reincarnation be like, you know, like I don't believe in this. If it did exist, you definitely lived in biblical times. thin from that like okay thanks like that's validating like I guess but no it's it's very interesting um to get into so people who are are interested in it um definitely check out Shea's content um definitely check out the Brian uh, Weiss regression and then (laughs) Journey of Souls by Dr. Michael Martin Luton no (laughs) this is the one uh I like fell into there's also books by um what's her name Doris Cannon that Dolores Cannon is amazing. She's really yeah. cool. I want to read her Nostradamus book so bad. <laughs> I think I have like two of her books on my list, but I just, there's not enough time in the day to read. If I could just spend all day reading, I'd be good. Yeah. No, there's not enough. And it's just like, you know, like, I don't know. I'm an audio learner, so I could like read something and then it like, <laughs> over my head. I'm lucky I can remember as many Bible verses as I do. I don't know how I do that. Impressive. <laughs> It's, it's being from a cult. Like that's really <laughs> that's love really it for that time. But um, anyway, this was really this was really cool. It was really informative. Yeah, Do you have anything amazing. you want to add before we sign off? I'm trying to think of like frequently asked questions because I feel like I get them a lot. Like so, one thing is like if people are like like drawn to a specific culture or a food or an ethnicity mm-hmm. or like 
maybe you have a habit of dating a certain ethnicity <laughs> with people. Like there's definitely usually signs um, when you're super comfortable or like maybe you want to travel to Italy and you've never been there, but you don't know why you got to go. Like it's on a bucket yeah. list item. Those are typically pretty good signs. You've probably had past lives. Ooh, ooh here's a question. How yeah. do you, like, do you, do you get like a lot of people that come doing readings to like confirm that they've been with other people in a past life and life? And like, how do you like confirm that for yourself kind of thing? So, uh, confirming for yourself is more difficult. I'll, I'll try my best. Right. But there's, there's sometimes our brain and our intuition can get in the way, but if you are very good with your intuition, you like, you probably already know. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, so when I do past lives, I'm specifically seeing as if I'm in your body in that life. So I don't always see, I don't always see like, it's hard to explain, but I'm not going to see the souls as they exist in your current life. So mm-hmm. like, let's say like you and your children, um, Lena, you might have had, I might be watching your life. This is so hard to explain. I might be watching your life and living it um, from your past life. But I'm not going to recognize that soul as your child in this life because you have the veil. So I'm experiencing your life from your point of view with the veil as a human. Does that make sense? Well, that makes sense. So when people ask me, I can confirm afterwards, after I pull back. But like when I'm in the life, I have no idea. But I also have to have my clients like, you have to ask me who, right? And I will confirm like in this life, this person was that person, this person was that person. But I have to like pull back and like almost get a bird's eye view to see that. Because I experience it as, as if you experienced it. That's really cool. Do you get a lot of people that like come with each other during like each lifetime? Um, so I do a lot of soul contract readings too, which is a whole different topic for another day. Um, but typically when we do bigger contracts with people, so the bigger people in your life now you mm-hmm. have lived lives with, but it depends because the life that's coming forward, maybe something you're struggling with that maybe your child was not in that life specifically. Yeah. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So I can usually confirm. It's interesting because it's sometimes people that it's the souls in the life is people that they don't expect. Yeah. Like they will be like, is it my significant other? Is it my children? And sometimes it's like your best friend in this life was your mom in that life. Yeah. Right. And like, it's not usually the first question that people ask. People don't usually get it right. If that makes sense. No, that does make sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, like I, again, like I wouldn't know that I was my mom's mom in another life. I probably wouldn't have guessed that. I probably would have guessed being her like sister or something. (laughs) Um, I, I know for, I know like for a fact, my younger son was my brother or he was intended to be my brother. Because he tells me, so, <laughs> son, so I know that, but it's like, you don't, I don't think you know, and then um, a lot of, because a lot of people, like, come to me and ask for readings about, like, is this person their soulmate, or is this person, like, you know, X, Y, Z, at the end of the day, I don't think, like, you or, or I could tell somebody, like, this person's that for you, you kind of got to confirm it in your own, like, as you said before, your intuition kind of thing, you know? I would say you have to have that intuition. I will can, I, so here's the thing that I struggle with is I believe that we have many soulmates, mm-hmm. right? So like soulmates is an over romanticized idea on social media and on TV okay. and movies, right? <clears throat> so when, so when someone's asked me, is this my soulmate? Usually I'm like, what do you really want to know? Do you want to know if you've had past lives with this person? Cause I can confirm or deny that. Right. Cause that's a soulmate, someone you've lived yeah. many lifetimes with and you've loved them many times. Oh. But if you're asking me if this is your forever person for this life, I probably can't give you that information, right? Because we have to learn those lessons and we have to go through that journey. 
yeah, no, I the, you'd be better off reading your own synastry chart in astrology and seeing like what you feel from it. I'm so interested in that. We should have a whole nother conversation another day. I need to know things. <laughs> astrology, synastry astrology is so interesting because I'm like a super Taurus and my husband's a super Gemini. So you wouldn't think that we'd get together. But if you look at the chart as a whole, then it's like, wow, there's a lot of chemistry. <laughs> like the basics. That's like, and I think that's probably similar with soul contracts too, is like sometimes you could have more difficult um, relationships in a life that don't seem compatible. But once you compare and contrast like different soul contracts, you kind of could be like, well, I see why this is here kind of thing. Um, I think my next journey is to figure out how astrology and soul contracts overlay. They got there. That's the- they do. I know they do, but I feel like that's going to take me like 25 years to understand. <laughs> I've, I've always said that the most tangible proof of your soul contract is your astrology chart. Cause it's something that you can actually see that like explains a lot about you. And it's like, it's so- 100% agree. <laughs> astrology is so good. It's very, yeah. Good. That's what, uh, uh, convinced my partner that there's there's something else out there. He was an atheist when he met me, and now he's not. <laughs> wow, that so, is powerful. Astrology is a powerful, powerful, powerful tool. And I assume if you use it with soul contract work, it can be like... Yeah, so the kind of soul contract readings that I do are a little bit different because it falls more in line with the past life information, but I look at soul contracts specifically in relationships, so it doesn't have to be romantic, it could be like mother, son, or mother, daughter, or best friend, so any relationship that is somewhat strained, Mm -hmm. I'm looking at the energies um, that are currently influencing that, and then what lessons are you teaching them, and what lessons they're teaching you, because when you know what the lesson is, then you can be like, thank you for teaching me this terrible yeah. thing. I can set a boundary now. Right. So like, this is, this might be like a dumb question, but whenever I think, of such I think of like a literal piece of paper that we like sign as souls. Is that what it is? So, so many people describe soul contracts like that. And this falls under past lives. When we talk about what happens in between lives. Yeah. So when we leave earth and we go to the spirit world, there's a massive review that happens and it's a non-judgmental review. Um, and time is non-linear. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but it doesn't take, like you can still contact your loved one quickly after their death, yeah. even if their life review was big. Right. So don't, don't get hung up on that, but we do this life review in a non-judgmental way. What we're essentially looking at is how did our actions cause a ripple effect and how many people did that touch or harm? Right. So a lot of times I get information in past lives that where it's like, these people committed like these terrible crimes or they, they really harm people in very big ways. And what I get from that almost every single time is the soul needed to experience that because they had been a victim or they had been harmed from the same actions in a life before that. Right. So they're trying to learn the other side of growing empathy and learning what unconditional love is and understanding that actions can, you know, it's not just the person. Like if I hurt you, Lena, I don't just hurt you. I'm hurting your children and your significant mm-hmm. other and all the other people that you could, you know, slam a door in a lady's face. Cause you're upset because I hurt you. And now you've hurt her. It, there's a whole ripple effect, but um, going into soul contracts. Um, so after we do our review, we start planning for the next life. And a lot of people think there's like this document, we fill it out, fill in the blanks, sign it. I want this body. I want this parent. Um, how I like to describe soul contracts is a little bit different. Um, I believe in 100% free will, mm-hmm. right? So there's things that we're absolutely going to experience. You can't convince me that 
I chose for my mother to die at 26 consciously. My soul chose to experience grief, right? So, so those things all tie in. So how I like to explain it is that um, we create a mountain and the mountain, we pick our starting place at the very bottom. And we say, this is who I'm going to be born to. These are going to be my parents. This is going to be the location because we can't choose those things. The free will part is we have to decide how we hike up this mountain. And that's how we live our life. That's how we deal with our trauma. That's how we deal with um, the burdens that we get. That's how we celebrate. Like if, if you choose to celebrate, right, you could choose not to celebrate. You could choose to be Eeyore if you want, mm-hmm. right? But all of that I talk about is like, you could scale the side of a mountain. You could walk up the river backwards. You could go down the trail. You could blaze your new path. But all of those things, you get to decide how difficult or how hard it has to be. And then when it comes to like the things we can't control, I like to say you put a bear on the mountain. So you're gonna, and you're gonna, no matter which way you hike, you're gonna come encounter, you're gonna encounter a bear, but your free will is like what you do with that bear. Yeah. So like, I don't believe that people purposely choose to, you know, do very terrible things. I believe that they choose the lesson that comes with that. The action is the free will, right? So you can learn a lesson by doing it this way or by doing it that way. Right. You can learn it. There's multiple actions that can occur. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I mean, like, um, I, I almost see like, cause a lot of the, the, there's like Bible, there's Bible verses that say like, you know, like man plans their steps and the Lord guides their ways, like kind of thing. So we can plan as much as we want up to an extent, but things are just going to happen to help our souls grow. But then it's how we choose to like, like just for like a logical example, like for, you know, if somebody needs like something like tangible, I was bullied for a really long time. So I could have taken that and become like a bitter bitch. But instead of doing that, I decided I'm going to dedicate my life to helping others because I don't want people to feel the way that I felt kind of thing. So And like you were bullied and you don't even get triggered by the bullies on TikTok? Like what? Like how do you do it? <laughs> literally, I was saying to Jack the other day, I'm like, yeah, I think that I was bullied so that when I got to this point where I yes. like I got so harassed on TikTok, they kept like bl- like reporting my account that now I can't go live for a yeah. while. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Like that's mm, nice. That's the new day, like kind of thing. And I it just rolls off my back because like I spent 10 plus years of people harassing me every day. So why is random on the internet going to bother me? So I totally (laughs) think that happened to prepare me for today. You know, for sure. And that's, that's like part of the, like, we have a hundred percent free will. Right. But like, you didn't choose to be bullied. So like, what did you say? Man plans his steps, but the Lord guides his path. Right. I love that because that falls a hundred percent line with my belief that like you get to decide how you hike this mountain, but the Lord is going to put a bear there. And that bear is there is to toughen your skin for when these TikTok bullies come after you, right? So, like, when it comes to humans, it's a little messier and harder to explain because, you know, I could choose to stir the pot or I could choose to be the bigger person and set a boundary instead. And, like, that's the free will part, right? So, like, there's a lot of free will in it. I think that's what we come to learn is like how to, you know, put boundaries up, but in a way that also like loves others so that they can continue on on their own soul journeys, you know, like all of this is earth is basically a school and we're all just trying to learn how to become higher versions of ourselves so our soul grows. And then we don't got to come back here. No, 100%. <laughs> I think we just keep coming back until like the earth hits. It's like, I guess what you would call it would be like Nirvana. I don't know. But like, till <laughs> will Earth ever hit Nirvana? From from my understanding and my experience, Earth is like expert level hard. 
Yeah, it's like the worst planet to be on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was saying this to Jack too. I was like, can we like next time we incarnate, can we go to like an easier planet? He's like, you know you and you know me. We're gonna come back here to help. And that's and that's another great question that I get all the time. Someone says, I don't want to do it again. And you have free will and you don't have to. What I find from clients and people I've read and from Dr. Michael Newton's work is that like you feel like you don't want to when you're here but once you go back to the spirit world and you've reviewed things it like fills your cup again and it makes you like you vibrate high because you're surrounded by God's love and it's like you know like you can see the purpose and everything and it makes you more willing to go go again yeah 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 I see I definitely get that I I can't imagine not being I mean like I'm a super tourist so I get it but I can't imagine not being a body so I I like I I I don't know and like could you imagine like coming back and experience childhood again and we'll all be coming back after Pluto has moved through Pisces so people will probably have this new spiritual awareness you know so we'll probably be more and I like mm, I can't wait to come back and be a little Like, come I, back I, to the new earth <laughs> yeah or like could you imagine like what you're you know what people like you and i do we you know as, as you being a parent or, and you know about to be a, a parent and you know me being a parent we're raising our kids in a way that's being more open to different spiritual like lenses and tones and letting them be more open with their own spirituality and like you know so imagine you know this impact that you have keeps going down generation 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 and then you it get has to be better kid, in that family and you get to reap the benefits of what you saw. Oh, I think about that a lot. Too. That's big ripple effects. <laughs> That's big, big ripple effects. <laughs> but knowing you and I, we're not going to choose the good family. We're going to choose the hard family. Yeah. <laughs> I want at least one nice, like, calm. So that does happen. And that's another great question. People will be like, why did I choose to be born in this podunk boring town? Like, I hate it here. It's so boring. Like, a lot of times after a really traumatic life, we'll choose to come back for, like, a really easy one. Yeah. I think that's what I get next time is a, because I feel like I've had a couple more than a couple. Yeah. So I think the next one I'm like, I said to Jack, I'm going to make this my happiest life. So the next one I can come back and have like a peaceful life. Yeah. He'll be the drama queen. Although he is a drama queen, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah. No, this is, this was, this is really good. Is there, um, is there anything else we should add to this conversation on, I feel like I can't think of anything, but I'm open for questions. Reach out to me anytime. I'm happy to talk about all of the things. Yeah, definitely go give Shea follow TikTok. Um, check out her website. Go book a reading with her. You also do readings live on TikTok every once in a while, so that's, like, cool, too. Um, yeah, I do many readings. Um, so very, very small compared to what you get if you book a, a yeah. one-on-one. But you at least get to see what it's like, because I think a lot of people don't understand until they've witnessed one. Yeah, no, that's like the, like, cause I didn't understand how you could do it with cards until I watched you live. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. If you watch me, I'm not even really looking at the cards. I'm kind of like, I'm always looking up and to the right, like, <laughs> because yeah. that's where I kind of see things. So. <laughs> that's so Raven, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, what is she watching? Does she have like the secret answers over there? Like. I was watching one of my TikToks the other because I watch my own videos because I give myself <laughs> joy. Okay, if you can't, if you don't watch yourself your own TikToks and you don't get joy from it, then what are you making? Yeah, what do you make? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, but I was watching it and I'm like looking down the whole time. And it looks like I'm reading from notes, and I'm like, I'm not reading from notes. 
but it's totally. like a zone out thing like when you get in the zone it flows you just yeah. have to like yeah i have to do like <laughs> one big thing is like i look away a lot too because i want to make sure that i'm getting information and that i'm not feeding on your energy mm-hmm. so if someone's in the comments like yes this resonates my husband and da, 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 like I'm like no i don't want the information because i don't want it to skew the download i'm getting so yeah that's why sometimes like i wish like you know how when you're watching lives you could swipe to not see the comments yeah. So I wish you could I do, that, you do that when you're live. <laughs> yeah, and then go back, like, kind of thing. Because yeah. it is, like, keep commenting. Nobody's saying don't. Yeah, it's great. yeah comment comment all the time. Oh, I will look to the right. Yeah. <laughs> our responsibility to not get distracted. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it is definitely. Because you also, like, don't, like, want that, like, feedback until you're completely done. done. So you know if your intuition was correct or, like, incorrect. And nobody's perfect. So sometimes, you know. It's not correct. I get fed sometimes, and I'm like, oh, just don't feed me anymore. Like, yeah. stop. I promise it'll be better if you tell me after your reading's done. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's definitely, I definitely agree. But uh, this was really good conversation. And <laughs> if anybody has any questions, go refer to Shaya. Um, I'm going to leave her links in the show notes page, and then the links for, like, Journey of Souls, um, the little research papers, and the Bible verses I will all leave there as well. So thank you so much for joining me today, Shay. Thank you. I had so much fun.